Welcome. Welcome, listeners. Welcome to season three of The L Word. Yes. Bless. What a wondrous day. Uh, before we talk about L Word, though, I did want to make an official announcement. We've been putting this in the description of the pod, but I wanted to make an official announcement into your ears that we are on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash pop junction, you can subscribe to us and, you know, throw us a dollar or two, you know, a month if you can afford it because we don't get paid for this shit and we don't have any sponsors. Um, But if you do that, you can get early access to the episodes and you can work your way towards getting some Popper's J merch. The merchandise. (laughs) As she nodded solemnly. Um, we've got tote bag, t-shirt, hoodie, question mark. I need to go back and check, but definitely it's Oh my God, we actually have actual merch in the store. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they take care of all of it. So it's, it's very easy. It's very easy. I was just like, okay, do that. Um, and they, they do it. So, but anyway, so yeah, patreon.com slash pop junction. Give us some love. We would greatly appreciate it. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to get you a tote for your birthday. Aw, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God, it's I your birthday month. It is my birthday month. I'm going to be working on my birthday. Isn't that sad? I'm kind of sad. I mean, let's pause. How do you feel about our chances of going back into a lockdown? I think the chances of going back into lockdown are low. I think COVID's just about to get out of control. (sighs) Yeah. But there's going to be too much regulatory pressure to just make it individual, put the onus on individuals to change their behavior. Absolutely. And that's why I'm not leaving my house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. Like, you you had your last hurrah. The other night doing karaoke. I think I had my last hurrah yesterday. I was like, oh, I guess this is probably my last hurrah. Yeah. I went to see a show and um, I was in like a packed venue. Mm. It was it was all vaccinated, though. Like you you had to show proof of vaccination to get okay. in, um, okay. which was great. But but still, I was I was it, it was very like, oh, my God, like the fuck, fucked up <clears throat> people here. So there are certain um, venues yeah. in Missouri that are just starting to um require proof of vaccination for entry yeah based on the cdc guidance that came out thursday the viral load of a vaccinated individual is the same as the viral load with with as you know the same as the viral load for a person who's unvaccinated um just you know the benefit is that if you contract it you your chances of hospitalization and death are like super low if you're vaccinated right right so now so now missouri is like instituting this thing where you have to show proof of vaccination but i'm like that literally does not tell me how many motherfuckers in here are contagious and asymptomatic and are still going to give it to me? So what are we really doing? <clears throat> what are we really doing? Ugh. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got... Um, I do wonder how this is... Well, yeah. I mean, to your point, I, I, don't, I don't see... I don't see folks going back to, like... Um, not having those big live events anymore. Well, they just had Lollapalooza. I know. Did you see I the crowd? <laughs> I was like, yeah. What the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah. Ugh. 
Anyway. Anywho. Yeah. Already a downer, y'all. Just- no. <laughs> we just, you know, sometimes we got to point out the realities and uh, let our listeners know that we're with you and uh, we commiserate. And, um, you know, as we're halfway through the summer, um, the cold months are not that far away. So through that may still be going, may st- maybe going back to being hermits and whatnot. Hey, I um, mean, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the fact that you and I are like the violinists on the, t- on the Titanic. So <laughs> if shit gets real bad, just know that we will be here, like we'll bumping up the, here. bumping up maybe the frequency of the content like we'll bring it to you, you know, more because we're about to die. I mean, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both leave our jobs and like <laughs> devote ourselves entirely to this podcast. <laughs> We'll bring it to you live. It'll be like the Truman Show. We'll just be like live 24 hours a day. Yeah. Commenting on shit like a ticker tape, like as it happens. I feel like that yeah. would be really fun, actually. We should do a weekend of that. That would be- Or just, yeah. <laughs> or they just get to like, they get to like watch us sleep on like Instagram live and can just like, <laughs> write comments. <laughs> there goes Mia snoring you know, again. For the- for the comfort, for the comfort factor. Yeah. Before we launch into the L word, I feel like we de- we haven't talked about this on the pod yet, but I feel like we should just give a little bit of sparkle and love to Lil Nas X. Oh my God, For yes. all that he is doing for the culture. Yeah. You know? Um, I feel like he's, uh, he's single-handedly doing so much. I agree. Right? I totally agree. His latest single, Industry Baby, if you have not heard it, listen to it. If you've not seen the video, watch watch that video. Watch Um, that video. It's honestly, so we have different reactions actually, um, which I've been meaning, maybe I said it to you when you brought it up, and and if so, then I apologize for being redundant. But you referred to him as our our child. Our son, because he's like 21 or something, 22. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, because he's your because he's your boo, because you want to fuck Because he's son. hot. I'm, a, I'm very attracted he's to beautiful. him. He's beautiful. As of the Industry Baby video. Before that, I was just a fan of Oh, his my art. God. I was just a fan of his art. And I was like, you're provocative. I love it. Yes. Queer everything. Give it to me. And then Industry Baby, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> no, I th- I, th- I I see exactly what you're saying. Like, despite the fact that he was like fully giving Satan a lap dance in the Montero video, Montero, right? Montero? Yeah, mm-hmm. Montero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in the Montero video, um, I feel like the Industry Baby video was where he really like finally like stepped into his like I am a sexual exactly exactly icon. exactly because <laughs> in some way because Montero was like shock value in a lot of ways. Yeah, Not, I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, there's shock value elements. To industry baby as well but like sure but i was like with you because of the shock value because I, I understood what it meant to the culture and i was like yes but then with industry baby he's just there like in a prison being fine with other prison days like shirtless in many scenes yeah. naked where they had to just yeah. blur out the parts and blur out cock yeah and um <laughs> it was just a lot it was just a lot and i was like i'm, I'm here for it i'm here for it little nas x God, same. And I'm so, uh, God, God bless, like, the young gays that are coming up with him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Can you can you just think about, like, all the young gay boys that are, like, losing their shit right now yes. over him? Like, what a blessing. Yes. What a fucking blessing. And I love, I love how uncomfortable he's making everybody. 
everyone. It just makes me so happy. I'm just like, yes, this is a conversation we need to be having. Like, why are you so uncomfortable that men are being shown the way that women have been shown forever? Right. Forever. Why are you so uncomfortable with this? Why, why does it make you so mad? For the record, I mean, people got mad at Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion yes, for the WAP video like a year ago. And I they was did. like, have you been watching music videos for the last 25 years? Like, right. It did not push the envelope that much further. No. Like, it was squarely no. within the realm of like, you know, I don't even know. Name a... No, but I, I do feel like there's something to be said for... Um, I mean, I, I feel like that video definitely... Um, owed a lot to Lil' Kim in terms of, like, you know, she kind of passed the baton of, like, aggressive, like, eat my pussy, <laughs> eat my pussy music. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. and I think, I think that makes men uncomfortable. I know. You know what I mean? When, when the woman is, like, really owning that's that shit. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's the men no longer being in control of women and their sexuality. That's what it is. That's, I mean, that, that's my opinion. That's just my opinion. I see that, though. Because I'm like, what about this from, like, a visual standpoint is pushing the Yeah, that there's further. nothing. I, I agree. I don't. I, I was like, this is not as more explicit than anything else, like, yeah. that's existed. So. I also think it was that we were all home. <clears throat> and oh, so yeah. there was a captive audience to it. Like, you could be, you know, like, you couldn't avoid it, basically. We were all having that's a lot true. of the same... Like, over the last year, I feel like we were all having a lot of, like, the same pop culture experiences That's in a way that people, people are, like, normally able to kind of, like, choose and disengage and engage how and when they want. Oh, I love aggressive eat my pussy rap music. <laughs> it's, like, the fucking best. You know? Where yeah. would we be without it? Um, but, yeah. So, that point, like, well, Nas X just, I feel like he's... Uh, He's doing something like genuinely, genuinely unique right now. And just like, he's sort of, he's like a turning point in our culture right now. And I think it's, it's really exciting. He excites I agree. the hell out of me. And who knew he had all of this in him when he did Old Town Road? Like, which, right. By the way, right. Not a fan. Like, I was not, I was never like, oh, yeah, me neither. This song. <laughs> Let me listen to it. No, me neither. Me neither. But like now I'm, I'm super fan. Super fan, super mom. Anyway. Um, all right. So shall we get to it? L Word season three. You were not fucking kidding when you said <laughs> that shit goes way off the rails in season three. Yeah. Way off the rails. Um, the season opens with our boo Alice doing her radio show. She's a radio personality. Um, and as she's talking, she reveals that Dana, that she and Dana broke up and Dana is back with the soup chef, Laura Perkins. <laughs> um, Alice is also taking indiscriminate pills <laughs> this time. I'm just like, oh, it's like that, huh? Um, and, uh, she's just, God, like, she's just a hot, the, the season opens with Alice being a total fucking mess. About that. But. But. Relatable. Very relatable. Like. <laughs> I, I was self. In, I was inserting you again. <laughs> I was inserting you in the way that like she was being just very 
like no filter yes. around Dana and Laura. Yes. I was like, oh, Mia, do- Mia does this. Mia does this. <laughs> Mia fully uh, does this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was. I was cringing the whole way. Through. I was like, oh my god, this is too yeah. much. When she talks um, like oh, crying and she- during yoga. Crying during yoga. <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, and the road rage. Like just, just take. <laughs> her body and put my face on her head on like her neck and shoulders and insert the year 20, 2015 and that is my summer Aww. like that was me all goddamn summer did you have a shrine though like she did no <laughs> but I mentally had, I, had, I had a ton of weird shit you know yeah um yeah, and I just um even like throughout the so like I love Laura. I love Laura Perkins. Like I want to date Laura Perkins. She's so cute. She makes cookies. You, you feel that with, way through the whole season? Oh no, no, no. I I'm sorry. I like I I bleh, I chopped up my sentences. I I I took a twist and a turn. So or at least at the beginning, I feel like, oh, I want to be dating Laura. She makes cookies and lattes <laughs> and shit. Just like, please make me cookies with lavender and lemon infusions. Um, but but I still just didn't the whole way through. I feel like I never got a sense of why Dana broke up with Alice. Does that I don't know. I just wasn't satisfied with that. And maybe it's like not meant to be satisfying. And that's why Alice is like so fucked up over it. Well, the first time. Dana and Laura break up. It's because Dana is not ready to be mm. in like a queer relationship that's semi-public or public, right? Right, right, exactly. Um, and then she kind of drifts. She kind of starts drifting, right? Like she dates Tanya, which doesn't seem they get super engaged. intentional. So maybe no. it felt like it was just like un- I didn't get the sense that she was like leaving Alice because she didn't love Alice. Yeah, I got the sense she was like. Trying to figure out what could have been with Laura had she not been like insecure and not ready. Oh, so your interpretation was it was specifically about Laura. Yeah, but there's also all that stuff at the end of season two where like um, Alice says, I love you to Dana. She doesn't. Oh, she yeah. She doesn't return it. <laughs> and, um, like- and then she starts getting plink- <laughs> when she does start hanging out with Laura again. When. Dana starts hanging out with Laura. Alice gets super clingy and possessive mm. and starts just, like following her around. And like, remember, she like didn't call her when she like got to some event or something. And she was like, You didn't call me. And I was like, Spiraling. Uh, and so I also think it was just like she started to smother oh, Dana. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. She started to smother her a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. It's just so sad though because they're they were best friends before they dated and just I don't know. Um not great. I mean, extreme no, not and extremely belated spoiler alert, but like the major major bomb that happens in this season is that um Dana develops breast cancer and slowly dies over the course of the season. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even say slowly. It was like Yeah, not even it <laughs> happens quickly. Like she well, she goes advanced, into remission and then yeah, she just had an advanced whatever, and within a span of like five episodes, she's like 
healthy. Right. And then she's gone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect. So like I was I was spoiled for that because I for whatever reason, I remembered that Dana had breast cancer, like from when my friends used to watch it. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, Just because they used to talk about it. But I expected them to like drag that shit out. But no, like she gets surgery like the next episode after she finds out and then she's okay. And then a couple episodes later, she's all of a sudden not okay. And then she's dead. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Which is hard because she's an athlete and so ostensibly healthy. Like, yeah, it was just kind of wild. Just see her body, not even be able to put up a fight for long. I was just like, this sucks, man. Yeah. And Lara I mean, sucks. Yeah. Cause she just fucking disappears like a loser. She's just like, yeah, she's like, I can't do this. But then when I watched it again recently, I was like, well, Dana is kind of being like horrendous. Awful. (laughs) Yeah, she was she's she was like being abusive to her. It was it was pretty awful. Yeah. Alice Alice comes back. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I understood like what to your point, like why Dana was being so awful, because her whole identity was essentially blown up by getting sick. Cause she was just like, Oh, like, even if I survive this, like I'm, I can't do the thing that I love, you know? Yeah. And like, who am I without that? It was, it was just really, it was really devastating. But yeah. Um, while Laura is gone and Dana ends up in the hospital, shit gets serious. Alice, uh, Alice comes and, stays by her bedside like every second and then goes to buy her that flower mm-hmm. and of course when she goes to buy her the flower she dies yeah well first she runs into tanya and has this Tauntaun. Like, has this like eerie conversation yeah and then by the time yeah, she gets back like dana's coded it was so crazy it's fucked up because tanya doesn't tanya reveal that she so is is I can't remember. Is Tanya still with the person that she what is I don't know if that was, was um, ever clear, but she's like on this like motherhood Melissa journey. Melissa Rivers. She's like trying yeah. to become a mom. Okay. And she's definitely expressing some what might have been with uh with Dana and Alice isn't revealing that they're together. Or no that or that they were together at all. Right? No? Oh no, she doesn't have to. Anyway, strike that from the record. Because Tanya knew that. Tanya knew that when they broke up. Oh, she doesn't reveal that Dana. I'm like, what does she not reveal that Dana's sick? She yeah, doesn't tell she doesn't say that. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So what else Sorry, goes on I've... in this season? Mm. <laughs> what else? Um, Tina looks like a hot mom. How about that? <laughs> I feel like the 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 season started, and I was like, excuse me, excuse me, Tina, excuse me. Um, she's also hanging around AOL chat rooms and, um, spends most of the season trying to get some D, you know? Oh, yes, she does. She gives it a valiant effort. (laughs) I can't figure out if the L word, the show, has a problem with bisexuals or if they're just spotlighting that lesbians often have a problem with bisexuals. What are your thoughts, Mia? Um, that's a great question. I haven't asked myself that question before. Um, given the time it was released, it could easily be both. Um, yeah, like we don't we didn't have a language around sexual fluidity that was um, 
but didn't also have judgment attached to it mm-hmm. until recently. Same with gender fluidity. Yeah. So I don't know. Busy stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's so pervasive in the like the hatred and discomfort is so pervasive. So Yeah. Could just be both. Yeah. Um and I mean on on one hand I appreciate seeing even in I mean this season with the dynamic between so Bet no Tina starts dating this guy named Henry and Bet is like she cannot handle it and even though it isn't well I don't think she states it explicitly it's it's clearly about the fact that he's a man like she just can't yeah he's also yeah, super lame like he's like way boring. I don't know. Oh my god, he's so fucking boring. I'm just like, for real? For the real? The whole thing is like, why is this happening, Tina? But that almost, but that almost serves to highlight like it's just because he has a penis. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which yeah. Like, oh god. Yeah, I mean, and there is, um, there was that great scene where um, Tina kind of has this hyper-awareness of the fact that like the world is a lot kinder. And yes. welcoming to her yes. when she's with him, like when she's paired with him. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that is, that's real. That shit is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm holding off on uh, on revealing what happens with uh, with Tina and Bet in the finale. Because I thought that we could talk about all the shit show that is the finale, like, all together. Like, all the things that happened. Sure. Um, apart from Dana dying. Um, so Kit is dating. Well, she gets with Angus, the nanny or the manny. Yeah. For Bet and Tina, who's adorable. I really enjoy him. Me too. He seems I like, like someone I would lot. be friends with in real life. He's a good egg. He's a very good egg. And he's very protective of her. And I appreciate that. Um. Helena is now a regular character. She's part of the crew. Your your boo Helena Peabody. And has a very interesting storyline with Dylan. Dylan. The Dikey Dylan. Um, that was wild. That genuinely, like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. That she was gonna slap her with a sexual harassment suit. That was insane. Gross. Did not see it coming. It was gross and horrible. Um, and I will say this season made me uh, turn around on Helena and I, I like yes. her a lot. Awesome. I like her. I still I still find her boring. I still find her very boring. But I do like her. She has a very kind heart. She does have a kind heart. It was so – well, we said we are going to talk about the finale all at once. I won't comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can comment. Go ahead. The, the Yeah, go ahead. So, you know, Helena is wealthy from the U.K., Spends money indiscriminately, but also very generously, which has always been a part of her character. Like when she's been dating women on the show, she just is always over the top with her gestures and sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. And Hmm. so Carmen and Shane, um, their relationship gets more serious throughout the season. They decide to wed and Hmm. Helen is like, oh, my God, like I'll just like pay for the whole fucking thing. 
and they let her. Um, <laughs> but uh, during the season finale, her mom is actually also there at the wedding as an aside, like rekindles a relationship with like an old love of hers who conveniently is like the officiant for the wedding. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, things go bust because Shane has had this, you know, ro- really rocky relationship with her father. And he makes a very like, you know, um, not sudden, but just like he makes an appearance and is kind of over the top about his presence. And at the same time is like showing stability by being there for her, but then showing instability by being unfaithful to his wife. And so and he, and he says something to her like, we're the same or some shit like that, that like fucks with Shane's head because up until now, Which, she's been known as like a... What a great thing to say to your daughter is about to get married. I know. <laughs> Because, you know, Shane's been portrayed as, like, this Lothario for, like, all the seasons, right? But now she's in this really domesticated, um, monogamous relationship. And her father's basically telling her minutes before she gets married. It's very reminiscent of In Sex and the City, the movie, where um, Miranda says something like that to Big. It's, like, similar. Yeah, like, yeah, don't ever get married. Yeah, exactly. And so it fucks with her. And she just bails on the wedding. And it's, like, a no-show. Sends... Who did she send to? Alice. Sends Alice to deliver the bad news to Carmen. It's so fucked up. So fucked up. Carmen's whole family is there. Like. Yeah, like you couldn't have done this like before Carmen literally walked down the aisle or started. All of that. It was all bad. Like why? Especially because Carmen's parents were never really supportive of the, or her whole family really was like never supportive of their union, but they showed up for her anyway. It was just like. Yeah. Anywho, all that back to back to Helena. So after all that shit blows up, and um, I can't remember exactly why her mom. I guess her mom learns that Helena had footed the bill for this whole extravaganza, and then was like, "What? Like this is not? You don't need to. You don't need to convince. You don't need to use your money to get to get people to like you. And I want you to learn exactly. Like I want you to learn how to build relationships without your money and your resources and your wealth, like Mm -hmm. being." squarely in the picture and so she's just like i'm cutting you off (laughs) i think it i i would like to think that it was also a reaction because her mom was obviously like in the room when all the um (sighs) the hell's the word i'm looking for not deliberating i don't know um when they were settling the whole thing the sexual harassment oh right it had been building um Mm -hmm. yeah so her mom was holland taylor was like um yeah, we need to get. She was she was at the end of her rope, you. right? Because right, they yeah. had to put out they had so to put up millions, and it was it wasn't and it wasn't the first sexual harassment suit. She right, got, right, right. right. <laughs> so her mom was Jeez. like, "Homegirl, like, no, <laughs> absolutely not." Um, so that's why I can't wait for you to watch season four because watching Helena be poor is hilarious. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up Shane and Carmen. Um. Because so like um, Carmen has Shane meet her very traditional Mexican family, um, but they don't they're not clear with them that Shane is her girlfriend. She just brings her over as a quote friend. Right. Which is hilarious because her mom tries to dress Shane up in a white dress and (laughs) make her look really femme and like hook her up with dudes. And I will say that Shane in that dress and like the extensions or wig or whatever that they give her, she looks like Ioni Sky. Aw. I was like, oh my God. Say anything, right? Say anything. He pointed out some glass. 
for a glass for me, me to walk, walk around. around. God damn it. I hate oh my that. God. Um, at some point, and I can't remember, is this like right before the wedding? Um, or is it earlier in the seat? No, it's earlier in the season where Sherry Jaffe comes back. Oh, yeah. So Sherry, I, I meant to, t- I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell you this when you first shared your love for Sherry Jaffe, but she like, that bitch won't quit. Like, she- yay! <laughs> like, it's like, oh, are we at a dull point in the season? Let's mix it up and bring in some Throw Sherry Jaffe. Throw in some Sherry Jaffe. It works every it works. time. Every time works every because she came time. back season Rosanna two too, right? Amazing. Like she was in season two for a little bit. Yes, yes. I don't think that anything happened between them in season two. Right, I but she like shows up. But she shows up and Shane cuts her hair. Right, season three, she shows up and Shane fucks her poolside in a, a very steamy way. That that sex scene was steamy yeah i was like what (laughs) um and then i googled how is shane fucking and then i went down a reddit rabbit hole that was an entire thread about like how shane like shane's sex techniques it was so weird (laughs) there are threads about this yeah like viewers just trying to figure out like is she like thrusting while fingering? Like she can't be wearing a strap on all the time. It was just so like. But ridiculous. what what made you go down that? Like what made you Google how is Shane fucking? I was curious. I was curious. <laughs> I was like, okay, there's like thrusting happening, but this was like spontaneous, and like well, I was but, just the, but the thrusting, I mean, could also be like scissoring. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I was, I was like, I don't know. I just want, I want answers, you know, which is silly, which is very silly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I clearly was not the only one because I. There's like, apparently a whole thread. Of people it was who like just a whole like, fucking forum of people trying to figure. It. Yes, <laughs> and it was so funny. It was very funny, and a lot of people were just like, "Please stop talking about this. It's a fucking show. <laughs> like, please, please stop." Um, like that's the other thing right i guess that's my point maybe is is that because it's like no matter how she's supposed to be theatrically like fucking like whatever is meant to be communicated through the screen is not what's actually happening they're not having actual sex sex. (laughs) so it doesn't matter right 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 right. (laughs) exactly which is so silly like whenever i think about sex scenes i'm just like they must feel so fucking silly yeah. You know, just like, how do you do that without actually doing it? It must feel so stupid. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, there's been all these um, interviews with with um, actors where they ask them like the hard questions. Like for men, it's like, well, do you actually ever get like aroused? Right. And I can't imagine like not being aroused. Right. And then if you're a woman, it, there's almost this like well not even necessarily just if you're well no yeah if you're if you're a woman or if you're a person doing a sex scene with a man and the man doesn't get aroused is there an element of like yeah is there an element of like i'm not sexy enough you know probably yeah i would feel that way if i didn't feel a boner baby when we grind it i'm so excited Ooh, that's the first like, that's the first um song that elton and i dance to <laughs> that's the first that's the first um that's the first like slow grind song that i ever danced to for real 
And did you um, feel a little? Poke I did coming through. So, this, so you you gave away the you gave away <laughs> the whole story here. But I was no, with my first partner. My, I'll cut it out. My cut first out. boyfriend, and we had just met on like a church retreat. Story is getting better by the minute. We went on a church retreat where, yo, these teenagers were tearing the fuck up. Like, to be told at another time, like, basically, there was a new girl, and I was too dumb to, like, not realize, like, oh, I don't know you, so I probably shouldn't share a room with you. But shared mm-hmm. a room with her. Have I, have I told you this story? I feel like you did, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Because so, I think you told me around the time it happened. So she had a thing for this guy that I had a crush on named like Antonio or Antoine or some shit. He was like, he had, he just had like, he had a jaw like, um, cute, uh, cute from Oisha slash from Save the Last Dance. I can't remember his name in Save the Last Dance, but the like guy, uh, in Save the Last Dance, who's like the thug who just got out of juvie. Remember? doesn't matter. Anyway, no, he had a jaw. He had a, he had a really sharp, he had like a Tupac like <laughs> jawline thing happening. Oh, so I was like okay. very yeah. into him, and uh, <laughs> were the bed, the bedroom only had one bed. It was like queen size, and Antonio keeps coming in and out all night to like hook up with her on the yeah. bed while while I'm in it, while I'm in it. Like they are like getting, they had sex basically. Like while I was, like while I was in the bed, it was really traumatic. And I was fourteen. Like come on, guys, get your shit together. Or maybe I was fifteen. I was 14. Whatever. On the same trip, I met my future boyfriend. Um, and, like, my parents were so excited about this boy that, that like, some person at church was like, oh, there's, like, a dance for the youth at this, like, police precinct in Bed-Stuy. That's so Brooklyn. <laughs> and so we went to the dance together. Two Close comes on because it's spring 1998. and he's like oh let's dance and so like it was the first time like i did like the booty to the to the crotch Mm -hmm. situation you know and then very quickly i was like there's a third presence here (laughs) like (laughs) what is that Ah! someone's trying to cut in oh (laughs) wait oh my god it's your dick and it was like the hardness i mean (laughs) i know i was i I was just like I know. I was just like, what is, what is happening? Um, yeah, anyway. The first time you feel that is like, <laughs> yeah, it's, tra- it's traumatic. Yeah. It's traumatic. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. wow. Like, fuck? that is really there. Just like, clearly, mm. clearly that. So, I don't even know how we got here. Me. Oh, we were talking about Shane, Shane fucking. <laughs> how she fucks. <laughs> she fucks. Yeah. How did we get on that? That's I don't know. Really I don't know how we got on that tangent, but whatever. Just. That's great. Oh, because you started um, singing too close. That's what happened. Yeah. And then that was the song for me. Too close. It was like Wonderful. a meta moment of like, I'm listening to a song and about, about a guy getting a hard on and I'm dancing with a guy who has a hard on. Like, what is, <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> anyway. Feel a little poke coming through. Right? On you. Oh, also my mom loved that song because she had no idea what the lyrics were. And... <laughs> I remember being like driving to church one time or some shit like that. And like it comes on the radio. My mom's like, turn it up. Like she's like so excited. 
And then my dad. This is like a theme with with your parents, like your dad with DMX and then like your mom. Yeah. With two clothes. Exactly. Also, Big Pun, still not a player. Also one of her favorites. Oh, yeah. She loves that fucking song. Um, So two clothes is on the radio, really loud, all the vulgar lyrics. And my dad's like, Deborah. (laughs) And then just like changes the. (laughs) And then like changes the song. And I was like, oh, you guys are so cute. Like. And it's so different for us to have grown up just with that being the norm in music. You know, it was just yeah. inter- it was like this generational moment of like, oh, you're like having this performative reaction. Or actually, maybe it's true disgust. I don't know. But like, you guys are like, ah. And I'm just like, it's just a song, guys. I'm like, mm. I know. Like, every song that we grew up with was basically like, back that ass up on me. I'm going to get hard. Eat my like, pussy. Skeet, skeet. Yeah. Eat my pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eat my pussy. <laughs> So ridiculous. <laughs> Listeners, before we um well wait, did we talk? No. Never mind. Okay. Jesus Christ. My brain doesn't work. Um, we have not talked at all about Jenny. Jenny. What are some Jenny <laughs> highlights sh- for the season? Jesus Christ. So, first of all, like at the beginning of the so at the end of season two, she was having um experiencing some mental um health difficulties uh so she goes back to the midwest to spend some time with her family and get well um so in the beginning of the season she's still in the midwest with her mom and i was like i feel like that i have a lot of questions around jenny's jewish identity because when i saw her mom i was like is she reformed orthodox like did she grow up in like a reformed orthodox family because her mother seems to be like very some kind of yeah Yeah. like extremely religious anyway um so jenny is living at home with her mom and she has made a friend um who over the course of season three um goes through a major awakening around his gender identity and um discovers that he is a trans man his name yep. is max and that storyline is an absolute shit show just in terms of like I, I do feel like what i appreciate about the l word is that they're not afraid to show the ignorance of like the main characters <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um the way that I, I felt so bad so like so jenny brings max to la with her and brings Max out to dinner with all of her friends, like her, you know, like her rich LA friends. And they're at this like super pretentious restaurant where it's like there's actual there's no actual food on the plate. It's just like essence of steak or like whatever. You know what I mean? Like the portions are so small and like the food is imaginary and it's just absurd. It's like deconstructed cocktails and shit like that. It's just insane. Yeah. So Max is just like very out of his element. And um, I thought it was interesting because I felt like throughout that whole scene, we were really aligning with Max and not everybody else and how much of an outsider he felt. Um, And I felt so bad because they they started talking shit about Max the second he left the room. Yeah, they're really bigoted. They are really bigoted. There's just such fucking elitist coastal lesbians. It, what I don't understand is the wealth part. Like, I know you described them as like right. a, part of like a wealthy crowd. 
Helena. It obviously, seems obviously, that way. obviously, Helena. Obviously, Helena. Yeah. Right? But like the rest of them, like I'm like, huh? Like, sure. right? You could be, you could be a like, you know, uh, whatever, a like curator, like at like the Getty or you know, in, in Beth's world, and sure, making the three hundreds, four hundreds, maybe more. So sure, sure. I Shane's definitely not there. No. Alice is no. not there. No. Jenny Tina point, is, not, is there. not there. She's just, you know, she was like, Jenny really she was like a waitress. There. Right. So I'm just like how it, well, and, and granted, like at that dinner, Bet ultimately says like, oh, it's all on me. Even though she's also like not doing well financially at that point. Doesn't her card right? get declined? Yes. Yeah. At that same dinner. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so they're having issues. I know, but but I'm but I'm with you. I'm just like, where like, how are the rest of these people like affording this shit? I don't Um, know. Yeah, but basically, like the the, most of the season is like Max settling into his identity, and Jenny basically like co-opting his narrative for her own art, which is very Dawson of her. Um, she throws him a trans prom, which is like very cringe. Like the whole thing is just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, it feels very of the time. I will say. Um, they do run into Tim, my boo Tim, who continues to show up throughout the series. Um, I think I texted you his lesbian transformation is complete. Wow. (laughs) Because. His haircut is like full on, like super dykey, and he's got like highlights popping in there, and he just like he's diking out. His hair was also just like, oh, that's what I'm trying to say. It was also just the times. It was the times, totally. You know, it was it was definitely the times. Um, so Tim is married. He has a kid on the way. His wife is very pregnant. Um. <laughs> What I loved about that scene was he still clearly has so much Jenny baggage. Despite the fact that he's married with a kid on the way. And you and I have had this conversation. We have this conversation like once a year about like how real that is. And how, and how like, like not just, just in our own lives, but in right? like, everyone we know's lives. Like there's a person you just can't get over. Or they just like right. stay with you for fucking ever. I hate you by the right. way. Right. I'm talking to you, <laughs> the you out there that is the one that is on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one too, and uh, I hate you too. <laughs> you know? I've got a couple actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it was so true to life. Uh, highlight of the season was Alan Cumming, which I had no idea he was going to be on it. Fucking Bicon. Yeah. And he uh, he's, plays an instrumental role in guiding Max through his journey. He works at, uh, well, Kit partners with him as, like, he's, like, a promoter. He's mm-hmm. a club promoter. Mm-hmm. So he works, he helps her, like, get certain acts for the planet. Because she took over the planet a couple seasons ago, which I don't think we mentioned. But, um, yeah. So he's, like, all up in the season, being fucking delightful and Alan Cumming-ish and amazing. I know. And wearing and the assless next time, chaps. The next time I'm in New York, I want us to go to his bar. <gasps> I literally had that. I've literally had it like open on my phone yeah. for weeks because I'm like, you have to get there. Like you have to go there. They have like a burlesque night. Like, and you've seen, you've go. been there before. No. Oh, okay. 
No, and they also, they talk about it on Las Culturistas all the time, and they had him on the podcast recently, ah. and he talked about the inception of the club and everything, and I just love him. It's honestly the most genius thing ever, right? Because his name is Coming, like spelled Coming. Come on. The way it's, Come you on. know, and like... Come on. You know, from like the early 90s when I first started like watching him in film, I was like, that's such an unfortunate name like and he, he doesn't think so and he just he but, really, but, he, but he really yeah. played into it like this is genius sure did like of course you should call your club coming like yes do that. he sure did yeah he did that with his fragrance too he has a fragrance oh my god you have to watch the uh commercials for his fragrances this was like a few years ago but he he called like he did all of these like very playful commercials where he's like <laughs> <laughs> coming you know like it was really cute it yeah was, it was great I for I hated him for a long time. Really? Because the first movie I ever saw him in was uh, Circle of Friends. I knew you were going to say that. And he's such a dick in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so it took me a long time to be like, oh, like, he's not that. Like, he's... No, he's the best. Yeah. I highly recommend to you and our listeners, he has a memoir um, about his childhood Aww. that came out several years ago that's really good. It's just, like, very well-written and... I listened to the audiobook, which is him uh, reading it. Oh. Highly recommend it. Um, and I just love listening to his, uh, you know, his beautiful accent. Beautiful, um, beautiful, beautiful accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk finale, the big wedding episode. We already know what happens with Shane and Carmen, which is which was like very, very, very upsetting. Um, um hold on a second eh. Eh. oh yeah we talked about a lot of things but the big the big oh, yeah, thing the we big didn't talk crazy, about is the yeah. big crazy thing that happens in the finale do you want to take it i can take it um well <laughs> because tina is now fully in hetero land which you know <laughs> i'm just gonna name is by invisibility because she still identifies as sexually fluid, bisexual, um, but she's coded as in, in being in a straight relationship. And, and you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how, like, she also recognizes that there's some privilege that she carries being able to, like, have an easier um, time socially um, being in that relationship. But they're getting more serious. They may already be, be living together or at least talking about living together. And um, at the same time, her relationship with Bet is deteriorating. <laughs> Um, but they're still trying to co-parent Angelica, their daughter, like, you know, successfully. Um, I can't remember if this is the season where uh, Tina applies for uh, preschool applications. Did that happen in this season? Or maybe that's the next season. I want to say no. Okay, there's a really funny scene where they apply for preschool, so I won't discuss it because it hasn't happened. But um, But either way, their relationship is, like, deteriorating and um they're they've they've both lawyered up and they're trying to figure out custody arrangements for angelica um at one point bet is incensed enough that she's like i'm gonna seek sole custody so she gets her lawyer on it and like you know um her lawyer is a good lawyer so moves quickly and just like starts to drop the paperwork and sends communications to tina's counsel like basically moving that forward but then while they're at this uh, wedding weekend retreat, like Tina and Bet have like a heart to heart conversation that seems to take Bet off the ledge of like seeking sole custody. But she can't recant. She can't like 
rescind what she's already put out there. So she starts to call Tina, just like preparing her that she's going to get communications that she wishes she would just disregard because it's not her how she's currently feeling. Doesn't work though, because like I said, her lawyer's good and got the shit out quickly. So Tina gets a facsimile, a facsimile. That's where a we facsimile. are. She gets a facsimile, <laughs> um, notifying her of best intentions to seek sole custody. And they start to like fight it out a little bit while they're already at the wedding. So the wedding mm. like procession is about to begin. Like, Bet, like Tina's seat, seated with Henry and Bet like walks up to her like, I'm so sorry. And Bet and Tina's like, if you think like you can take my baby away from me, like, fuck you, like whatever. Kind of like the beginning season one episode where she discovers that she was cheating on her with the carpenter and she starts to like you know do the crazy like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the crazy thing that caitlin described for all of you a couple episodes fuck you. ago yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> so it's yeah so she's i mean she's at a wedding so she's more composed than that but she basically is like fuck you and Beck Beck gets scared. So next thing you know, like wedding's over. So, you know, group is all in crisis mode to support Carmen. Um, and w- but when they get back upstairs to the room, the nanny, not yet the manny. Yeah, why wasn't the manny there? Whatever. I don't know. Some other person that wasn't the manny <laughs> is watching Angelica and is like, oh, her mama B came to get her. Um, so I left. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. so but then so then Tina calls Bet and she's just like, this is not okay. Like, you don't, you, you're, you know, this wasn't the time you were supposed to have her. Uh, but then the next thing we see is a clip of like Bet in the dead of night, like driving with Angelica. Like, she kidnapped her, basically. She kidnapped her own daughter, like fucking uh, Amber Alert style. <laughs> um, this really fucked up. And that's the note we leave on. We're like, oh, Bet's just gone in the night with her still stealing her baby and it made me really angry i mean obviously it should make anyone angry but i'm like you did not carry that child like that child came from tina's womb like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like what the fuck yeah. are you doing like what are you actually doing anyway it made me really mad yeah yeah in a way that when people like uphold bet as like this like icon on the show i'm like she's a deeply flawed individual i don't like her as a human right like yeah same i don't yeah i just i don't i don't understand all the bet love and she's in the she's in the she's in the spinoff like the new version right she's back with her same fandom i'm like okay i mean i don't know i i have to think a big part of it is um jennifer beals Right. And people I'm, right. People just think right. that she's like beautiful and she's obviously right. a acclaimed actress and and you know has been in very iconic films like Flashdance that are part of our <laughs> zeitgeist or whatever. But I don't give a fuck. Like I don't either. Jennifer feels as that is horrible. No. No, I I can't deal with it. Um so yeah, that's that's the L word season three going way off the rails in the finale. Um, I also feel like so Dana dies, and then we have the wedding, and it just felt like everybody was except for Alice was like kind of focused on other shit. You know what I mean? And I just felt like because it happened so fast, Dana didn't get like her proper, you know. With the exception of like the funeral scene. I don't know. It also felt like Alice was to some degree the only person like truly grieving 
the loss of her? Like, is it just me? Like, it just felt very. Um, well, they not, were the closest, quite... so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I no shade to L.A. Right, but like L.A. is kind of known as like a superficial Ooh. place. <laughs> just throwing that out there as like a point of realism. L.A. listeners, come at me, bro. <laughs> I mean, Alice was the closest to her, so I feel like she really showed the depth of like emotion grieving and loss but but i also think i mean part of the reason why carmen and and shane got engaged i felt was like a knee-jerk reaction to dana's death yeah 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 i'll 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 loop uh i'll loop shane in to that because shane is you know notoriously like very you know caring of her friends and and all that shit so yeah and so yeah yeah but everybody else is just like wrapped up in their own shit like to some degree you know but that's real i mean I guess. Bet and Tina are in the first year of, like, having a life to take care of. We all know that, like, all of my, I mean, at least every friend I've ever had that has had children, like, kind of, like, goes in, like, a little bit of a cocoon when they're first starting to parent because yeah, they're, like, uh, But if, like, one of your best friends dies, like. That's how real that's that so shit fuck- is. Like, parenting is that's really lonely as fuck. That's really fucked up, though. I don't know. I just felt, um. I felt uh, disappointed about it and like uh, it didn't quite honor the character because I was like, this is a central part of the friend group. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. Well, in the real world, most upsetting. employers only give you like five days of bereavement leave. So <laughs> I, know. I just don't know I how know. much more like we would have been able to really see. You know what I mean? Like life tells us that like you have a limited window of time. No, which- it was No, it was less about like time devoted to it and. I don't know. Maybe it was more just like the way people were behaving or I don't know. Well, then my st- <laughs> my comments know. about L.A. still stand. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Oh, man. But this makes me feel good. It means when I die, like you'll be really in a funk for a while. Okay. <laughs> you... S- <laughs> It makes you feel good that I'll really be in a funk for a while. God damn. Also, you sounded a lot like eerily like my mother when you just said that. My mother, my mother's like often repeated refrain is, you're going to cry when I die. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be devastated. And I expect the same from you. Yes, of course. You but I, but, 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 but interestingly, this is a little bit dark note to end on, but interestingly, like, I, like, the, like, my grief would look a lot like what is probably dissatisfying to you. Like, when my cat died, like, I didn't even talk about it to people. Cause, like, I literally just, like, could not. Yeah, I know. I could, I well, I couldn't even, acknowledge, like, talking about it would mean, like, acknowledging it happened. So I just wasn't talking about it. Um, you know, so people grieve differently, you know. I know. By the way, like, I mean, thank God Fizzy's young, but like, if she ever, whenever, and if that happens, we actually have a mutual friend that just lost their dog over the weekend. Um, Lee Moore, her dog Marley, passed away. But he, no. but he lived to be like thirteen or fourteen. I mean, he was old. Okay, well, that's so he had good. a long that's, life. That's a but, good age. Yeah, but she's like not doing well because obviously that's so awful. Um. But all that to say, like when, um, I've, you know, sometimes I think about like my current life and whenever Fizzy gets old and crosses the Rainbow Bridge, like I'm going to need like a year long sabbatical. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no one should expect me to do anything for a long time. Mm. Hard same. Hard same. My mom, uh, well, I mean, I'll probably cut this out. My mom gives me constant shit for like how attached I am to my dog. I think because she thinks she, I don't know, like she would rather, it's all like selfish motivations. It's because she's, she'd rather have a human grandchild from me. And um, (laughs) I I think, I think her, in her twisted brain, I'm like probably putting energy that should go to like a human child into a dog child. Um, anyway. This from the lady Um, that feeds the cats outside. Strange. And that asks and that asks me to feed the stray cats while she's gone. Right. The cats that are not my cats. Right. I'm just saying. And that aren't her cats. I'm just saying. I'm and just, that aren't her fucking cats. Just saying. Yeah, trying to like figure out my mother's brain is like an act of, of futility. Um but yeah, oh my god, I'm gonna be a complete ass wreck when this dog dies. Yeah. Thankfully, like smaller breeds apparently like live really long. Oh, good. That's supposed to be a thing. Um, but I don't know about this dog, man. She's got too much anxiety to like. <laughs> I think she'll just burn out. Like, right? I can see it for Fizzy too. You know She's I mean? such a spaz. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, that was that was L Ward season three. Um, wackadoodle ending. I'm really looking forward to the next season. Does Max come back? Does Max become a regular? <clears throat> Do you want me to answer that question? Oh, okay. Then don't answer it. I will. I will. I will wait and see what happens. But this is exciting. Are you going to watch season four at some point this week? Uh, I think I'm going to have to watch season four this week because we're recording it next week, right? Yay! I'm gonna have to, man. You're like you're putting me to work this, this last month or so. We're gonna need we're gonna need a good stretch where I don't have to do like any prep like for these episodes. So it's a lot of watching. No, it's true. I've been watching like brand new content, but that's why we're taking a break tomorrow. And do you know what our break is, listeners? Do you know what our break is? Do you fucking know what our break is? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. <laughs> 1035 KTU. Yes. Top 10. Top 10. Oots, oots, oots. Top 10. <laughs> Miami Freestyle. Top 10. Be My Lover. Top 10. <laughs> you get it, y'all. Like, it's going to be fucking amazing. By the way, top 10, <laughs> aka top 100. <laughs> Girl, no, no, I'm going to I'm totally going to rein me in, if not during the during the recording, like in the editing process. I know she has, She holds all the cards. Ultimately, she's the powerful one here. She decides what goes and what stays. That's right. Um, if you thought our Whitney episode was cutthroat, cutthroat, you ain't seen ain't seen nothing yet. Ain't listeners, you, nothing you ain't listened to nothing yet. yet. That's right. This is going to be monumental. That's actually fun. That means that for the rest of my evening, I need to listen to <laughs> Miami Freestyle and KTU music and make my list. So in closing, is there, I, I don't want any spoilers, but I'm wondering if there's like a hint word you can give me like for season four of the L word. Oh. And like a little word or something. Poppy. Is that someone's name? 
Oh, oh, playing coy, are we? <laughs> playing, she's playing very well, um, listeners. <clears throat> the other, the second word I'll give you is the chart. Ooh, ooh. Okay, very excited. Yeah. Um. Okay. So until next time, listeners, you'll well, you'll get a break from the L word. Those of you who are uh, waiting for it to be. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, we're just we're just jamming it down your throat. I mean, just jamming it, jamming it. But that's you know, we got to rip the band aid off. That's you know, it's the only way that I'm going to watch it. To me, is point from last week. <laughs> yeah, is to jam it down my throat, and then it'll be over, and then you will have watched the L word. Right? You won't even need to watch it. Like this recap no. is it? No. Yeah, we're good. We're right, doing listeners. this as a gift to you all, sparing you from. Like 600 minutes of the L word. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of minutes. Clocked <laughs> a lot of L word in the last few weeks. All right. Until next time. Okay. Get ready. Get your uns uns ready. Actually, it's correction. It's 3,600 minutes of the L word. Oh, okay. It's like 600 minutes. It's like a season. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah.